A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? Hey guys, welcome back to Swiftish. This is Shelby. And this is Ashley. Someone got a lot of sleep last night. <laughs> no, I didn't. This is me overcompensating. But I am excited that we're finally back because we've been pushing this episode. Like, obviously, we're here to talk about All Too Well. It's, mm. It needs to be done. Yeah, All Too Well, 10-minute version from the vault, Taylor's version. And... We've been meaning to do this episode since Red came out. Yes. It's been like a month now. We're so bad. I'm so bad. We're, well, <laughs> hey, I've just been like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm not complaining that I have gotten <laughs> extra time to take naps. So, yeah, <laughs> it's been a chaotic phase of life. I, I don't even remember all the excuses we had lined up, but there were some very relevant ones. And most recently Babies, is I sickness. moved apartments. Mm-hmm. It has been chaotic. It's not fun. I don't like it, but it's fine. We're here. Um, like we <laughs> promised. We might not be like, you know, on time, but yeah. we show up and that's what matters, right? Yes. Yes. And hopefully we'll be able to find a better structure going forward. Oh, wait, yeah. you're going to be on maternity leave. But <laughs> I mean, yes, I'll be on maternity leave and we'll have to play it by ear because hmm. maybe y'all, maybe y'all want to. Yeah, never say so never. We'll yeah, yeah. I mean, we've done the month a month without any any excuses of not recording. Like, yeah. no baby, no no nothing. We just haven't recorded. So let's just pretend that I don't know. So I won't be working. Um, my job ends at the end of this year, so I'll have all of January off. So who knows what's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're manifesting a mm-hmm. Taylor Swift filled. Happy Swiftish hour going forward. It'll be great. It'll happen. <laughs> no promises, but putting it into the universe. Yes, yes. Um, but I mean, yeah, last time we touched base was our first reactions to Red, yeah. which again came out November 12th. <laughs> yeah, November 12th. <laughs> which, hold on. So it is okay, it's it's the 7th. December 7th. It's December 7th. Um, Taylor's birthday is coming up. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we were waiting for. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to give something ahead of the celebration. Yeah. Just, you know, leave people wanting, then give it right then. But um, no, I'm excited for this. I've had notes percolating through my phone, my notes app, my screenshots, my head, my heart, um, my spirit, my soul, my body. <laughs> You've been waiting for this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all too well, 10-minute version from the vault, Taylor's version. We haven't even talked about it on our last episode because we were mm-hmm. like, oh, we're going to do a full episode next week. Yeah. And the week after. And now finally it's here. <laughs> it's here. Yeah. And it's it's 10 minutes long. It is yes. a long song. We've covered yes. all too well in the past, but that was... That was, that was before that was, we knew the details. That was before we got more from the short video, from, yeah. you know, the 10-minute version. But it's a long yeah. song. So long oh, yeah. that, of course, we're not shocked. It went to number one on yes. Billboard 100, and it beat the American Pie. And Taylor was so <laughs> sweet that she sent flowers to Don McLean, who was the singer of that song. Like, it – She like, said, dear Don, suck it. Love, suck it. Taylor. <laughs> and, you know, what's interesting is that there's such a – a long song and I was reading a an article that said that before 
the Taylor's version, Red, came out, All Too Well was more kind of like a cult classic mm-hmm. of Swifties, like mm-hmm. something we knew about. Not a lot of other people appreciated like we yeah. did. And now it's kind of like ruining our our um, <laughs> our nostalgia, ruining our secret. And I, you know, especially since All Too Well went to number one, which yes. I – I don't see it like that. I'm no. more like, hey, like give it more love. It deserves more love. It 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 needs it. It's it, vindicating. It's like, yeah, it's like this folklore within our fandom that just is growing and growing. It's lovely. Yes, which we should talk about because I find this whole story around it very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm trying to keep track of what we've talked about, and what not, because we we also Nothing. met in person and debriefed. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm trying to remember what thoughts we've shared personally. We, we haven't really <laughs> shared publicly. a lot of thoughts publicly because I shut yeah. that down. So whatever you shared personally, <laughs> okay, just throw perfect. it my way. Um, um, I, I I took notes the other day before we were gonna take it. I didn't even do I didn't even do it on my <laughs> I didn't do it on my computer. I like had this yellow legal yeah. pad paper and it it's bad. <laughs> I was just like jotting down all my random notes. So you're you're more prepared than I am. So let's. Oh let's no, get to not this. at all. Um, but let's talk about how this whole thing came about because obviously it's been a part of our fandom for a long time. Yeah. This idea that this ten minute version existed. Um, the first mention of it came when she was promoting Red on GMA. She explained that she's most proud of a song called All Too Well. Originally, it was like 10, 13 minutes, and they had to cut it down for the album. So that is where the seed was planted mm-hmm. right away. And then throughout the years, there were just these further explanations about like, oh, I was jamming with my band and I wrote this like song and it all came together and it was like messy. So we had to parse it down to a more palatable mm-hmm. length. Liz Rose, her songwriter slash editor, um, wrote about it once a few years, like we- not a few years anymore. Like this like time has flown. It was like 2013 or 14 is when Liz yeah. talked about it. Yeah. And she wrote a long story about, yeah, it was like eight, 10 minutes and they just needed to get it down. And she, she, she shared that story more as an example of how she worked with Taylor. Cause at yeah. the time Taylor was like, people were saying Taylor Swift doesn't write her own songs. That's mm-hmm. why she has all these songwriters. And Liz Rose was like, no, 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 no. She writes her stuff. All I did was just like help her. I was an editor. I just helped yeah. her kind of take a knife to it, figure out what pieces to keep, what to leave. Yeah. What and, she said, cause I wrote it down on oh, my legal pad. She said, Taylor is good because she has lyrics that work for her age. I just help her grab the ones that are Fuck great. The patriarchy. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, exactly. And I love yeah. that. I really love that whole thing from Liz Rose. It was really interesting. Really, I, it, it made an impact on me that I still remember it vividly to this day. Yeah. I mean, you talked um, about it in length at our first All Too Well <laughs> G-Brief, you know, stolen version as yes. some people are calling it. Like you've... <laughs> You, you, you that, that really stuck with you. So it's, I know yeah. I should reread it because maybe it's not that interesting. But you guys <laughs> should all read it. It was interesting to me then. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, word got back to Taylor Swift that we were like, "Oh, we want the ten minute version. Where's this ten minute version? Mm-hmm. How dare Liz Rose cut it down? Like, give us the long version." And so she started making jokes and comments about it, even as far as like. I think in reputation when she was jumping on people's live stream, yep. someone was like, Taylor, where's the 10 minute version of all too well. And she's like, I don't know. It's in a drawer somewhere. leave me alone. And then in one of her direct TV commercials, like one of the behind the scenes videos, she talked about it, how it was just like in a drawer somewhere like long lost. 
So it's been yeah. a part of it. And even when she announced she was doing the re-recordings, immediately people were like, maybe we'll get the extended yes. version all too well. Mm-hmm. It was a pipe dream. It was wanted. a wish. Yeah. <laughs> and Taylor Swift heard that. And she went digging through her archives or her drawers mm-hmm. or her closets. And Journals, she found yeah. it. Yeah. You know, did one she thing, though? <laughs> uh, did she? That's not, that is a great question. And this is going to bring a lot of light to more of her album, more of her songs that we review from the vault. Are we yes. seeing it with, you know, 2022, <laughs> 2021 vision? Yeah. 2022 vision, 2021 vision. Or are we, or is, are we really going to see it in like a 2010 <laughs> like vision um it was interesting because going back to you know back in the day you know when she was promoting all too well you know this definitely wasn't a single of hers yeah it wasn't but she had recently said i think it was either on um i forget seth myers i forget who it was maybe jimmy fallon but she said a record label didn't pick this song as the single you know, because yeah. it was her favorite. So I wonder, you know, we're always wondering like, okay, Taylor, why did you pick me as a single? Why did you pick <laughs> this as a single? This makes no sense. And it just makes me wonder like back then, like, would she have pushed all 12 as a single or was it more as a record label? Like didn't like it because she said this was her favorite. It was harder to perform, but it was her favorite song. So would that's she have pushed it as a single? Because it's that's a very interesting wording. A record label didn't pick it. Not that I want I didn't the full context because I feel like I remember she was saying like I don't know why the fans grabbed onto this. It wasn't like a record picked it for a lead. It wasn't there wasn't a music video like she said it was her favorite and she didn't expect other Swifties like people yeah. to really like it as much as yeah. she did. And she said a record record label didn't pick mm. it as a single. So that, like I'm probably reading too much into no, that. No. But she was saying that it was her secret favorite. And so it was so surprising to her that, her that it became her fan's favorite too. Yeah. I mean, I love Taylor Swift. She's bad at picking singles. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, yeah. I mean, not bad. I think the thing is she underestimates her fans. Mm-hmm. She often thinks... The and you know it's probably true to get the widest berth of people you release. We are never ever getting back together. Not the sleeper like ballad five minute long tragedy. Mm-hmm. And so in her mind she's like, okay, this makes the most logical sense. I'll take emotion out of it. It'll just be boom. Here's the pop song. Boom. Mm-hmm. Here's the radio play. Mm-hmm. Here's what'll get me my number one. And I don't I don't think she always remembers like no 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 no. We like her because of her songwriting. We like her because yep. of her depth and storytelling and so maybe she could once in a while lead with something a little meatier (laughs) so question for you because you had said you know she wants that number one she wants for the pop song do you think that if it wasn't the 10 minute version of all too well do you think that's what pushed it to number one was that people were listening it to it because it had more depth to it, more like Easter eggs, more drama to the relationship? Mm. Is that what pushed it to number one or was it – I mean, I love the song. I do. As a Swifty, I love it. But, you know, obviously locals listen <laughs> to it as well. Like <laughs> what do you think drew people to listening to it outside of like the Swiftum? Yeah, I mean – I think you can't separate the two at this point because so much around the buildup was around this like, oh, a 10 minute version, it's coming, it's coming. And then she did the music video for it and there was this big story in it. And of Mm -hmm. course that did get tied into the Jake Gyllenhaal of it all and the memes and the jokes and the drama around that. And Mm -hmm. I don't think, 
I mean, so if she hadn't released the 10 minute version and she just had all too well on the album re-recorded, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't have reached number one. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if there would have been a song like, um, I bet you think of me if that would have reached number one. Like, mm. I wonder if like any song that album would have reached number one without that folklore. Oh yeah. I don't think so. Mm. I think it was a, it was a, it was lucky with the timing. There was no competition, but also it was the song no that every Swifty wanted. Every casual listener was like, what's this about? Every hater yep. was like, oh my gosh, 10 minutes. Are you serious? And they click play. And then <laughs> <laughs> history was made. Have you heard, uh, no, I, you know, I was just thinking of Jake Gyllenhaal right here. Have you heard of that story where he, well, I, have, I have another story to tell you after this one too. Have you heard of the story where he, like, I guess he had people either, it was either in his house or they were at a, they're at like a, a studio and they were up late and they were rehearsing and it, it was like some people like his assistants and he turned on Taylor Swift and he came out of the room really manic and he was basically like there's nothing like Taylor to like start a party and it like it, and I just heard that story most recently and I just started laughing because I can kind of see him like being crazy eyed like making fun of it yeah and I wonder if he would do that today because that's funny yeah I don't know I would love to picture that. I mean, yeah. Uh, talking about the Jake Gyllenhaal of it all, I think people can take it too far, but I also think people don't care. Like, it's a joke. It's not... There's there's two camps. One mm-hmm. where they truly think Jake Gyllenhaal is an evil man who deserves to be, for lack of a better word, canceled. Die. Yeah, <laughs> or die. <laughs> Death threats. <laughs> and then there's the other camp who just loves making jokes about it and funny TikToks and memes yeah. and... Instagram post and that side is delightful to me. I think it's funny and I don't really necessarily think. Have have you heard? Did you, I don't know if you saw my tweet. I don't tweet a lot, but I was at my husband's like opening office party recently mm-hmm. and I was sitting at a table of girls and you know when I'm around Taylor Swift just naturally comes yeah, up. And this one girl was like, I had a friend who dated Jake, you know, and I was like, what? And she's like, yeah. So what happened was how he picked her up. You tell me mm-hmm. what you think of this. Okay. It was at a coffee shop and he went up to her friend who was reading a book and he was like, oh, wow, a girl who reads. And then <laughs> that was the start of like a really short lived romance. But I was just kind of like, oh, that is oh, amazing. Yes. That is so funny. I love that. Like, like <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, was it a joke? Was he just like, sup- like trying to like hit on her? Like that pickup line? Oh, girl who reads. I mean, I oh think my gosh, yeah. We're canceling it, this episode. We're going to analyze this situation. For it would have worked hour. on you, Shelby. It would have worked <laughs> no, no, on no, you. No, 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 no. You I love hate, Jake. I famously hate Jake. other girl jokes and comparisons <laughs> and comments like that. Every time Rob or someone's trying to be like, oh yeah, no, you're prettier than her. I'm like. Shut the f up! <laughs> We're both pretty. Jeez, I, I was just joking. Othering. I was just assuming that since you have this huge mad crush on Jake, you would you wouldn't have it even would, comprehended it would, what he said. You yeah, would like it would Gyllenhaal. work for me in the sense that Jake Gyllenhaal opening his mouth in front of me would yeah. <laughs> open doors. Um, but yeah, no, that question would that statement would give pause. Yeah, it's just sort of like. You know, it's like, it's weird. Jake Gyllenhaal, that's the thing that's interesting about the 10 minute version. Um, redirecting us back because I yes, don't want to get too please distracted. Do. <laughs> but I feel like All Too Well 
the original all too well the whatever you want to call it it version. no the original the five minute version oh okay um it is it's a song that i loved and i felt like oh my gosh this is so sad like it's such a sad breakup song this is so sad she just wants to she just can't believe it's over because she remembers how good it was and that mm-hmm. was like how i felt about the song mm-hmm. and let's say the 10 minute version you're like oh this isn't like this isn't like a woe is me the breakup is sad mm-hmm. this is like how dare you try to basically like gaslight me before gaslighting was even an accepted term Mm -hmm. and you tried to minimize me and make me feel small and you ruined this thing by trying to make me pretend it wasn't real and I'm gonna spend the next 10 minutes and 13 seconds trying to convince you that I do remember everything about it Mm -hmm. and you can't like you can't pretend this didn't happen yeah and I think that was interesting I'm sure in his mind and how he talks to his friends about it and how he talks to, like, other people about it. And I, yeah, I've read articles about how, like, people have, like, you know, oh, Jake this, Jake this. It's It was just a short relationship. It was yeah. just it was just three months. It was, wasn't yeah. serious. It was a fling. It didn't really matter. It didn't really count. And that's Tell that to the bachelors. I know. <laughs> people get engaged after, like, two months, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's rooting for Tasha and Zach to get back together, but mm. suddenly the idea of a three-month relationship is impossible to fathom. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. But no, yeah, I agree. It, it seems like there's a lot obsessed with this idea that it, he's probably in the right because how could she care this much? Like, if she cares this much, then she's the psycho. It's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Um, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal is the one who moved fast too. Like if he mm-hmm. wasn't into it, maybe he wouldn't have introduced her to his family and maybe he wouldn't have spent the holidays with her and maybe, you know, this sort of and, thing. And like invited all of his friends over to have dinner with her. <laughs> yeah. Like it just wouldn't have done that. And I, I do think that there are two sides of the relationships. I'm sure yeah. that they're, you know, Taylor isn't an angel. I'm sure there are things that like she didn't do right and he didn't do right, but it didn't really feel like he was really taking her seriously he was just kind of like oh you're you're 19 which shows a lot and it's like sure he could think oh you're too young for me but then why are you dating her exactly (laughs) exactly like the fact he's like oh you know if we were closer in age it would have worked out and i'm like wait you knew her age going into it It wasn't like you like saw a girl on the street she looked like she was 27 and it's also like it, when we talk about more of the lyrics, it'll it makes me yeah. just question, you know, like that. I don't think that was a real reason because who are you dating now? Like, <laughs> you know, it's just you know, and, and the age difference. I have a lot of friends who are like different, different in ages. You know, people make it work. Yeah. It's fine if someone's if there's a ten year age gap, but if you're going into it not taking it seriously, knowing that the girl is or the boy is, it just rubs me in the wrong way. Well, and. I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, age gaps happen, but she was like 21. She could probably like, you know, it it was like, she, oh yeah, she was 20. So she couldn't even drink with her friends. Like it was a totally different age. It was like the big (laughs) thing. It's like, and that, that, that adds so much more to the story. It wasn't like it was her 20th birthday or her 25th birthday. It was her 21st birthday yeah. where she could legally drink. She could, you know, and, the, you know, that's like a big birthday for up. people. Yeah. And to him to just cast it off like, huh. 
And you're like, <laughs> sorry, I didn't make it. And all of his friends being there, like that is just even more <laughs> mortifying. I've been thinking about this because I was I was broken up with once because, you know, broken up with a lot. And I was leaving a place with, with the guy I was dating and his best friend and we were parting ways. And I overheard his friend say, good luck. And I was like, ooh, you know, like, because he talked to his friends about how he was going to end it. And I'm sure Jake had talked to his friends about, yeah. like, problems in their relationship. So it was just embarrassing that his friends showed up probably knowing that Jake wasn't going to show up or there was yeah. problems. Oh, I'm just cringing at it all. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I mean, the other question that comes up in reviews of the song is, like, this idea of, ugh, Taylor Swift should have moved on. Taylor Swift shouldn't care this much this later. But it's not, about, years later. <laughs> it's not about Jake and her anymore. Like Taylor yeah. said, it's more about the fans now. It's more about us, the relationship with us. So like, and also who was it? Jimmy Fallon that asked her or Seth Meyers like, oh, like, have you been thinking about what these people are going through? And she goes, honestly, I'm not thinking about their experience <laughs> at all. So it's just like, you know. Well, that begs the question, Ashley, the real million dollar moment. Yes. Do you think this is an old draft of this song that's been sitting collecting dust for a decade? I think some lyrics are from the past that Liz yeah. edited out. I think there are a few lyrics where I'm like, mm, <laughs> that's not the case because I did my math on his exes before her and who's he's dated. And also they're just phrases that I don't think it's one like, – <laughs> I don't think a 20-year-old Taylor Swift who wasn't really a feminist, wasn't really, you know, out and proud about F the patriarchy. Um, <laughs> well, that done. phrase didn't even exist, honestly. Exactly. Like, you it's, couldn't it's, find it. It was said here and there. I did some research, but it wasn't – like, it wasn't, like, copyrighted. People weren't yeah. saying it. Like, it had been said in different phrases. But, it's like, I don't think Taylor Swift – Came up with that phrase back <laughs> yeah. in 2010. 10, right? Well, it was on his keychain. <laughs> I'm gonna, and did he, yeah, I don't know. <gasps> yeah. I mean, I think Maybe that's Etsy the tough made thing. it for him. That's where it's like people are, yeah, <laughs> people are like, yeah, it's an old song that she gave to her fans for her fans, but if she was tweaking it, if she was reworking it, then she did have some culpability in what fans then did to Jake mm -hmm. Hall, where they did attack him and there was a lot of think pieces about him and judgment of his boyfriend I mean judgment of his girlfriends and yeah. and so it's kind of an interesting predicament where yes I agree that I think Taylor was like yeah I'm gonna give the fans what they want and I do have these old notes I'm gonna piece it together it'll be great but she also wanted to make a great song and yeah. I think she put on her old you know Taylor Swift cap yep and was like I've got to feed these little gremlins oh, and, gosh, yes. and give them the little, little granulars that'll make them, you know, <laughs> foam at the mouth and go crazy and listen to this and watch this over and over and over looking for more clues about what my relationship with this man was like a decade yeah. ago. Well, there were some original lyrics that were already released back in yes. 2019 and they're nowhere to be found in the yes. song. There we were again. You're crying on the phone. Realize you lost the real one thing you've ever known. I walked through the door with you. The air was cold. Pictures on the fireplace. You're showing me around. There we were again when you blew the candle out, took the blazing gloves, steer steered it right into the ground, running scared. I was there. Um, it just you, you, You'll mail back my things in a box with no note except for that scarf from the very first week yeah you kept it in your drawer because it smells like me like those are nowhere to be found in this 10 minute version of all too well yeah. so what like 
are any of these lyrics original or <laughs> is it something that you said she wanted to feed right. the gremlins <laughs> and, are, and are we yeah. mad about it I'm not mad about it I think it's interesting though that she continues to kind of I don't know it, it's sort of like play towing the line a little bit because on the um I want to say it was Jimmy Fallon but it might have been Seth Meyers one right, of those I'm interviews right she did she was asked about the all too well 10 minute version and she explained the story of like oh she's going through a bad breakup she was rehearsing for speak now and she couldn't focus on the rehearsal so she just started jamming with her band and she sang the song and at the end of the day her mom asked the Mm -hmm. sound guy did you record that and he said yep it gave her the cd and she said yeah she said um that that the 10 minute version is what was originally written for the song before i had to cut it down so it's like yes she leaves some wiggle room to say oh well maybe that cd was an early draft she went back and she rewrote it Mm -hmm. and when she brought it to liz rose that's what we got now and so the things we got in her diary were just penciled ideas that she was working on before she brought her final copy to liz rose um but it does sort of feel like you know she says that's the thing i'm most excited about because it's the original lyrics so you know, we put her on the stand. We say, hey, what? how do you define original? She might mean, oh, it was the final draft before I had to before I had to cut it. And see, that's where I'm but... kind of like, there, there are two <laughs> lines where I'm kind of like, I don't know if those two lines were originally in yeah. there. And yeah. then it kind of begs to differ. Like, I love Taylor. You love Taylor. We have a freaking Taylor Swift podcast. So, like, <laughs> don't come at me for this. But I have a relationship that I would say I remember all too well. Mm-hmm. Going back in my journals, if I wrote about it and pulling from those feelings, I can write a song about it. If I had to write a, if I had to add to that song right now from my vision, it would be more like he used me. Like it, it just, it, it, I right. it would have been you have more awareness. Yeah. I have more awareness as a thirty-five-year-old woman going back to a twenty-four-year-old woman being like, okay, like I've had ten years to to like really decipher this relationship yeah. and see how bad it is and yeah. like how like I just was not I was wasn't thinking for myself. Yeah. And so a part of me thinking like if she did go back and she did edit and tweak it and add new lines, like I love the song. It's mm. great. But it also changes the the the, the version of this relationship from yeah. 20 21 year olds viewpoint. Definitely. It's less like I, I even listening to the two, like comparing them again, like the the original, like hearing her voice on the red big machine version, whatever we're calling it, like mm-hmm. you can hear this sort of like plaintiveness and, and watching her perform it during that era where she was just like crying still because she was hurt by yeah. it being over by by it being done. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I remember all too well, like headbang 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 like please take me back there yeah whereas now when she sings it she's giving dagger eyes at the camera Mm -hmm. she's you know kind of like how could you pretend this wasn't real I remember it like Mm -hmm. like the emphasis is on a different part of the word and the song and that's Mm -hmm. interesting I think arguably she could have had that that um rich text in 2011 whenever she's drafting it but realize like oh let's just trim it up like keep it easy keep it relatable because the way it is now it is like very I mean it's always been ultra specific yes but there's something that's like even more niche about it where it's not just a bad breakup it's oh a bad breakup with a toxic guy and so 
I don't know. I'm curious to get into the lyrics. It makes me wonder, like, can we trust her as a narrator? Like, and then that's bad. Like, you guys, you guys, I love Taylor, but but like, can you trust my me as a narrator when I talk about this ex boyfriend? Like, maybe not. Like, I'm seeing all the bad. Like, I don't know. It kind of reminds me a little bit of um, 500 Days of Summer, just Mm, a bit like in a different version, different way. And everyone knows I love this. I love this song. Like, don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong. I'm just kind of looking at it. Like, oh, like. Was he as bad as the the song is saying, or is it from now that she's seeing it? I don't know. Yeah. Like, oh, well, because I did my ranking of boyfriends, and Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal was only he was on the top of the bottom three. So Calvin yeah. Harris and Dear and John Mayer were under him. Yeah. And I got a lot of comments after this that were like, "Oh, Jake deserves to be at the bottom." And at first, I was like, "Yeah, I guess he does. He's a dick, and he's toxic, and he was he was dismissive of her, and like a bad boyfriend, definitely." But I still think overall that John Mayer is trash and way worse than Mm -hmm. anything Jake did. And I hate Calvin Harris. (laughs) Yeah, 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 definitely. (laughs) And so I think like, yeah, to your point, she's had, first of all, she had to go through the gamut of emotions touring the original song and reliving that every night for however long it took her to feel like she got over it. And then, yeah, just years of processing. And now, like you pointed out, years of realizing like, oh, feminism. And what are these buzzers? Yep. And gaslighting? What is this? Oh, I remember what that felt like. Yeah. And being able to like reprocess her memories. And so I definitely think there are lines in this song that are original. They feel like they have that mm-hmm. same energy of her, you know, 20-year-old self writing these sort of like too raw to even comprehend lyrics. Mm-hmm. But I do think she was able to go in and kind of be like, you know what? I I thought I regretted this relationship ending, but now I just regret how he treated me in the relationship. Yep. I regretted I was in there and I didn't yeah. say that to myself. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to break down. And, you yep. know, ultimately, if she came out and she was like, no, swear on the Bible, I did write this word for word when I was – can't even imagine. Uh, let's say word for word minus three when I was yeah. 20. Then I'd be like, you know what? I believe you. Yeah. I trust you. Yeah. But – there is something that feels a little too polished. And also what are the odds that it was exactly 10 minutes long? And what are the odds that, you know, like that mm-hmm. sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Not, mm-hmm. I mean, it does have like a two minute outro, but <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's, I don't know. And yeah. you know, and she wanted to, and she's looking at all, at this album with a different light because she's promoting yeah. it so well. She, uh, you know, once number one, like there, she had, she had um, a yeah. list of things she wanted to do when she released this album. And I think tweaking all too well is probably a good idea. And and I want to clarify to anyone listening that I don't think she made stuff up. Yeah, I oh, think no, no, like no. you said, she was just able to reprocess yeah. by I, writing it. She again might have made now. the keychain up. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that might have been a detail that was a <laughs> captured a thing, but wasn't yes. a real thing. Um, yep. But yeah, it's not like I'm like the details that she adds in her music video or in the lyrics themselves. Yeah. Like I don't think she was like. I'm going to make up this whole storyline. No. I'm sure it was more that the reflecting that she's done has allowed her to kind of strengthen some of those lyrics that she originally scrapped. Because honestly, if she scrapped some of these lines, that's just like bad editing on Liz Rose's part. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. So let's get into it. Um, Okay. So verse one, should I read all the verses or just the new ones? Um. I don't know. Like, what's, <laughs> why don't you read all the verses, but we're not going to dive into all the verses. We're going to dive into the new one just so, like, people can, like, see where we are okay, okay. in the, in the okay. song. 
Verse one, very familiar. I worked, I walked through the door with you. The air was cold, but something about it felt like home somehow. And I left my scarf there at your sister's house and you've still got it in your drawer even now. Oh, your sweet disposition and my wide-eyed gaze were singing in the car getting lost upstate. Autumn leaves falling down like pieces into place and I can picture it after all these days. <laughs> She's just, this is like a great song. Like it, it's splitting hairs to worry about when she wrote it because even when <laughs> the original song yeah. is like so good. Exactly. Um, and she says, and I know it's long gone and the magic's not there no more and I might be okay, but I'm not fine at all because there we are again on that little town street. You almost ran the red because you were looking over me. Am I missing? Is this the new one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I'm, <laughs> I was I'm like, like, where's the F, the patriarch name? Me too. <laughs> I was like scrolling up and like, well, am I at the right one? <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's the first two. I got ahead of myself. Okay. Wind in my hair. I was there. I remember it all too well. Um, then we get to verse two. Photo album on the counter. Your cheeks were turning red. You used to be a little kid with glasses in a twin size bed. And we all know it. And you're oh, telling and but, stories. But he went back and deleted the photo of him <laughs> with the glasses just recently. Let's <laughs> Right before Red came out, he yep. knew. He was like, this isn't going to go well for me. I'm just clearing out anything possible here. Anything incriminating is gone. Um, and he says, she says, and your mother's telling stories about you on the T-ball team. You tell me about your past thinking your future was me. And this is where I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. I'm loving yes. the instrumentation. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of more poppy. You know, Jake and Jack Antonoff has his little his little style on it. I'm vibing. And then suddenly mm-hmm. she says, and you were tossing me the car keys, fuck the patriarchy, keychain on the ground. We were always skipping town. And I was thinking on the drive now, anytime now, he's going to say it's love. You never called it what it was till we were dead and gone and buried. Check the pulse and come back swearing it's the same after three months in the grave. And then you wondered where it went to as I reached for you, but all I felt was shame and you held my lifeless frame. Mm. Stunning. What were your first thoughts when you heard this? Um, you know, when one thing that I, I thought was like the the fuck the patriarchy keychain on the ground. First I was I'm sure people did first I was like, wait, did did yeah. he say fuck the patriarchy excuse my language and toss the keychain like there's like this yeah, like, you know this happening? like i was like what's happening and i like didn't want to process it at first because i wanted to listen to the rest of it but yeah. one thought was wow like that's a very interesting keychain to have back then <laughs> um and other another thing that well i'll have to get into it when we talk about the short film or we can talk about it simultaneously what are you thinking I don't know because we've already spent like thirty four minutes okay. on this episode. So one thing that I one thing that you know what, what I thought when I watched short film and yeah. when I listened to this was um, during this time um, you in the short film you see him like getting out of the car throwing yes. the keys to her on the phone just like being like just really really upset. And a lip yeah. reader came up and they this professional lip reader who's I, I i deals with like deaf people wow. was saying that he was like this is my effing career and he's just like pissed off and he's like looking at her and she's just looking like dumbfounded and that's where you kind of see like i think this was during the breaking point like right before the breaking point of the the film yeah and of course as we all know like it just kind of everyone knows that he likes to be more laid back and away from the camera eye so this is where it all started bubbling up and and it was just and, – and also how he, she says we were always skipping town. And later on, he, she says 
you keep me like a secret. I keep you like an oath. And all the flashbacks in the short film that she remembers all too well of them loving each other and like the good times, they're always alone. They're always mm-hmm. like secluded from people. And all the bad times was when she was – well, some of the bad times was, was when she was with his friends or it would happen because, you know, he didn't show up to – her birthday party she didn't show up to a party they're fighting how he acted during like a, the friends interaction and it's just interesting that like everything was good yeah when they were skipping town and they weren't in the public eye and you know like paparazzis weren't p- taking pictures of him like if anything yeah. i think jake i think taylor helped his career because during this time his career was like at like kind of like a stand hall he did like love and other drugs and another thing but like Hmm, it kept he should have been happy anyway so yeah yeah no i think it's a it's an interesting verse i Mm -hmm. i really feel when i first heard this explicit line i was like whoa that's really weird it took me Mm -hmm. out of the song Mm -hmm. and and it is kind of like yeah we can talk about the etymology of this phrase and how it didn't really start appearing in mainstream until much later Mm -hmm. um and we also knew that she wanted to give the fans an explicit version because she's like, you know, been more, I explicit. don't even know. I think that's just been something that was expected. I think she mentioned it once. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily the moment I thought it would be. Like, yeah, it's fun to sing and it's kind of like funny to have. But it doesn't feel like a natural piece, which almost makes me think maybe it is such a randomly specific detail. It is real. But then I'm like, but it also feels forced. So maybe it's not real. And I just go back and forth on how I feel because I think it does a good job of painting this sort of like idea of his performative feminism where he he has all this like outward, the, the person in the song has all this outward proof of like, oh, I care about women. Like, oh yeah, men are the problem. Yeah. Like Jake Gyllenhaal has been quoted to say like, I think women are superior to men. Like there's this like idea of gushing about like, oh yeah, I love women type thing. But then he treats them in private, he treats them poorly. And I think that's an interesting image to kind of put there. And mm-hmm. I like that it is kind of this stark separation from, oh, you were a little kid, your mom's telling stories. And then boom, it's like, now you're this guy who who thinks he's like so woke, so um, good for hum- the human race and how he he's a feminist and he like cares about women. But she's dealing with this like dichotomy between the innocence of his youth and this weird complication of seeing him want to be perceived a certain way, but also treating her kind of badly and being like, well, wait, where do I fit into this? Like how where's the natural bridge between these two versions of yourself? Because Mm -hmm. it's funny that it's tagged in here along with the story of, Oh, I thought you'd tell me you loved me, but you never did until you wanted me back three months after you dumped me. And so that I say, I told you guys that we are never, ever getting back together. It was about Jake Gyllenhaal. So yes, (laughs) let the record show we were right. (laughs) (laughs) We got verification. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think this is like a really, this is an interesting part of the song where it's like, I it's like such a good verse, but it also feels out of order. Like it, that's what it's, confuses me. Yeah. It's really like just so much thrown at, at you and you're kind of like, whoa, like what's going on? Like you have to kind of like reread the lyrics and like stop and listen to it again because you don't know 
what's coming where and how to I don't how to listen to it. I don't Yeah. I'm not Cuz sure everything else is in chronological order. All the new stuff is like, "Oh, you missed your birthday. Oh, it made me sad. My dad was sad too." And also, you tried to tell me this, but I was just, "Did it hurt you?" And like and so it's strange that this first new verse is kind of her skipping to the end and being like, "Guys, buckle up because you're in for a roller coaster of emotions." Like you I'm thought you knew the story, lot. but yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah. I was happy. He dumped me, never said he loved me. And then he wanted me back and said he did. And it's like, how could you say that when I'm like, all I felt was shame and you held my lifeless frame. And it's like, hmm, and why'd you curious. wait three months? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, cause like, you know, people have on and off again relationships. I get that. But why wait three months to be like, yeah, I want you back. It's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. I know. I honestly, we'll have to do another deep dive into this song because I feel like I just could spend hours talking about these yeah. lyrics and what they mean. But moving forward, <laughs> yes. Um, and I know it's long gone, and there's nothing else I could do. I, I forget about you long enough to forget why I needed to. Which, with the coloring of this, like emphatic, you never told me you loved me until you wanted me back three months later. I think mm-hmm. this pre-chorus does hold a little more weight, where you're like, yeah, oh, like she was just getting over you. And then it's like, no, I love you. Where'd you go? Like, let's let's keep going this thing. And it's like, ew. <laughs> and then you look at the short film and you see how he is, like his anger. And then you see him with, yeah. with the friends and how he kind of dismisses her. Like she tries to hold his hand. He's not really like paying attention. He's not trying to get his girlfriend involved in this conversation. It's more yeah. about him, him on the night show, him like it's the Jake Hall show. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that must have been my <laughs> – <laughs> computer sorry it's like Jake a Jake Hall show <laughs> and so like now like, just a short short video gives you like so much insight into like sh- that's those are snippets that she's like no I can't I can't go yeah. back to that yeah and she's like yeah I forget about you long enough to forget why I needed to so then when you call I'm like oh yeah let's do it because then she says because there we are again in the middle of the night we're dancing around the kitchen in the refrigerator light down the stairs I was there I remember it all too well and there we are again when nobody had to know you kept me like a secret but I kept you like an oath sacred prayer and we'd swear to remember it all too well Ugh, this line took me out when I first heard it this you kept me like a secret but I kept you like an oath yep that's just like a beautiful really heartbreaking idea where to your point it's like oh he's he's happy to like have her as long as no one knows and it's like that's exciting to him yeah it doesn't affect his career no one's writing articles about him he's still like in the background like it's just yeah yeah. and then on her perspective she's like no but i kept you like no like i made a covenant like a a promise like a a covenant if you will where it's like this is real to me this is everything i will swear um on you know the bible life death whatever it is like that you are you are my you're what i want you are my love like i will love you like that's the difference in those ideas is just so tragic and it's like clear that you see that power imbalance even there where it's like he can be so flippant in his attachment to her because to him it's like oh yeah this is just a it's just a secret it's like there's no protecting a secret it's just kind of like you don't tell people and it like survives. But if it's an mm-hmm. oath, you're like pledging loyalty to this very thing that your becomes life. your life sustaining yeah. source of all everything everywhere. And so I think it's like, well, that's so sad. So it kind of like, it brings me back to this conversation I've had with those people at my husband's party. Mm. And it's also been going on 
you know, people, to, people are talking about it and I've heard it, I've seen it mentioned in my Taylor Swift groups on Twitter. A lot of people, you know, one person at the party was like, do you think that there's an actual scarf or do you think it's symbolism of, <laughs> I hate this. yes, everyone knows where it's going. Do you think it's symbolism of something <laughs> she, her and Jake did, or she did for the first time with Jake? And, um, you know, I do like I do think that they had they're intimate. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say if it was her first time or not because that's something that's very personal. Yeah. But she was young and she you know, dating was new to her. Dating men, older men was new to her. She had John and then yeah. she had Jake, you know, these people who were more experienced who just kind of like being physical and being intimate is wasn't as um sacred like an yeah. oath to them because they're just getting around probably all the time. And so it definitely brings to light, like probably how seriously she took this relationship too, because like whether you're a man or whether you're a female, like when you're starting out being intimate, especially with someone who you fall in love with, you're taking it more serious, like this relationship. And I don't know, it, it kind of, it's an interesting part how she like kept like an oath and he kept it like a secret kind of makes their relationship, especially since they're being intimate, it sheds new light onto it. Like he just was like, mm, okay, like whatever, like you're just another, another, I don't, don't want to say another notch on his belt, but ma- they kind of felt like looking at this video, that's kind of how it, or even listening to the music, it's kind of how he took it where she was taking it more seriously. Yeah. I, Yeah. The virginity discourse is really in, like yes. weird to me, but I do yeah. agree that it's it feels like the more prescient point that Taylor's making is that there was this imbalance, mm-hmm. and she whether she you know was writing this in the time trying to make sense of it, she's like, how could we be on such different pages when we both swore that we'd remember it all too well? Like, how could you treat me like this when I was giving you this? And I think it it does speak to the frustration that so many women have gone through, especially before, you know, we had, you know, the third wave of feminism that allowed Mm -hmm. men to acknowledge that they had a role to play in sort of uh, understanding the patriarchy and uh, dismantling it. Because, you know, you look at like how sex scandals were treated before like Monica Lewinsky, where it's like, oh, well, what is she doing? Like, what's the big deal? You know, like, it's always on the woman for taking it too seriously or doing something or whatever it is that it's sort of like, She's like, well, I thought we were on the same page. I thought we were, I thought we were in agreement. And I think nope. that's like the sad piece is that she's like, oh, I remember this all too well. And you can't pretend now that it wasn't real just because you decided it wasn't real to you. Like she's still a player in this. And she's mm-hmm. like, I demand to be heard. So um, do you, do you think when they, when she said we, we'd swear to remember it all too well, this was when they broke up or when they're in a relationship because part of me is kind of like, well, like why are you like remembering it when you can already be living in it right now? Like maybe he took it as a different way when she was like, oh, I'm going to remember this. This is like the best night of my life. This is going to be, I'm going to remember it. And he's like, yeah, I'll remember it too. Like <laughs> I'm not taking you seriously, but this is, this was a great night. I'll like keep it in my memory. Babe. Interesting. Yeah. I hadn't ever read into this line as like an explicit, um, sexual encounter no, yeah. oh, no i'm not talk- talking sex i'm talking about like the relationship like we, sw- oh, yeah. we swore to remember our relationship it's kind yeah. of like you know like don't forget about me like do you just do you remember me like it's more to me i'm kind of like right why swear to remember it all when you're gonna be I think together it's sort of like it's sort of like in those you know like jim and pam they're like oh picture like i want to 
I want to savor this. I want to, I want to protect this. Like that's kind of how I felt where it's like, we were in the moment enjoying this so much that we were just like, Oh my gosh, this is like, this is the best. And I will never forget this. Like it's, this is so wonderful. Like everything you do is like gold and whereas like, and I, and I see that and I'm wondering if like maybe she was remembering it right. for a different reason and he was remembering because yeah. he knew he was going to break up with him. It's like, oh, this was a great night. This is a great like yeah. great time with yeah, you. Yeah. Not necessarily sexual but like I yeah, guess because yeah. I said night that just leaves sex. <laughs> but um, you know, like he was just like, oh yeah, like this is this is great. I'm having a great time with you. Yeah. I'll remember you. Yeah. Yeah. It would be interesting to hear Jake Gyllenhaal's perspective um, but I don't think I'd care that much because I think men are trash. So. <laughs> Especially Rob. <laughs> Minute trash is a general phrase. Yeah, um, it doesn't joking. apply to every man on earth, <laughs> but most men. <laughs> but um, then you get into the bridge, and this is only like three minutes into the song, so you know that oh, the gosh. rest is going to carry a punch. Um, but she says, "We got lost in translation. Maybe I asked for too much, but maybe this thing was a masterpiece till you tore it all up. Running scared, I was there. I remember it all too well. And you call me up again just to break me like a promise. So casually cruel in the name of being honest. I'm a crumpled up piece of paper lying here because I remember it all, all, all. And then she says... They say all's well that ends well, but I'm in a new hell every time you double-cross my mind. You said if we had been closer in age, maybe it would have been fine, and that made me want to die. The idea you had of me, who was she? A never-needy, ever-lovely jewel whose shine reflects on you. Not weeping in a party bathroom, some actress asking me what happened you. That's what happened you. You who charmed my dad with self-effacing jokes, sipping coffee like you're on a late night show. But then he watched me watch the front door all night, willing you to come. And he said, it's supposed to be fun turning 21. Mm. That's a wallop. <laughs> that that is, is a lot. Like, that punching you in the face. <laughs> and this is oh. a verse where I can see, I can see this having survived. I think this is, I think this was an original it mm-hmm. feels a little more, especially when you learn, like, she wrote an entire, when she had, you can imagine her having to scrap this and being like, fine, I'll write the moment I knew. Because yeah. then you get that entire, like, oh, I'm in the party bathroom. Like, it's sad. I'm supposed to be happy. You were supposed mm-hmm. to be here. Um, that was the moment I knew. And so I do feel like this is more, this carries that sort of earnestness from the original song. Yeah. It's funny because I've seen a lot of like non-Swifties who are like, oh my gosh, she didn't show up to her birthday. Like, (laughs) oh my gosh, what happened? And I'm like, where are you? Like, we've known this since like Red came out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People writing articles about this. I'm like, um. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Please put on the moment I knew. (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think this is another really clever play where she says, um, I'm in a new hell every time you double cross my mind. Because obviously, the the real phrase is like oh like you crossed my mind like I thought of you today like I I remembered you today but here she's mm-hmm. saying like no I'm in a new hell every time you you trick me again every time you betray me again you mm-hmm. you know I felt misled I felt deceived like this was you you dumped me and then you called me back up you said you didn't love me and then you said you did and I mm-hmm. think that is so like that's such a neat and quick and succinct way to be like this guy was a headache to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's like, that's adds to this in this like f- growing frustration she has where she's like, they say all's well, it ends well, but I don't know if they were referring to this because this sucks. Like this is not going well. This does not feel good in the moment. This does not feel good reflecting on it. Like we were supposed to be 
you know, happy remembering it all too well. But instead I'm having to like deal with the whiplash of like you calling me up to just break me like a promise and like mm-hmm. so casually cruel and then even be honest. It's like, you're telling me we could have been happy if I wasn't this age, but you dated me when I was this age. So like, what is it, Jake? You know? Yeah. And I, w- one thing I like about this is, you know, they say all's well that ends well. And then you have lover and it's such yeah. like a, a polar opposite relationship. Like all's well that ends well to end up with you here. It's like, I didn't end up with you. I'm in a new hell. Like I can't deal with this. And then you like throw out all these reasons at me that I can't, I can't control. So yeah. I, I, I like that you kind of have a parallel between lover and, and all too well. Yeah. Two totally she, different relationships. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that's always been so powerful about her current songwriting is that she does kind of have the decade of growth to be like, mm-hmm. all those feelings I had in the past are valid, but like, oh, this is what real love is. Because yeah. Taylor hasn't had the best luck <laughs> yeah. with no. choosing men and and men being kind to her. So I think this song really speaks to that in an interesting way. Cause even this idea of um, the idea you had of me, who was she and never needy, ever lovely jewel who shine reflects on you. Like I, Oh, that is just so brutal and relatable mm-hmm. and sad and just like a stunning achievement of a line to just mm-hmm. leave on the cutting room floor. Um, if that's what she did and maybe she polished it a little, maybe the bare bones were there. Maybe it was just, I mean, she had shine a little bit. She had casually cruel (laughs) written in 2009 and saved it for this song Mm -hmm. um, with Mr. Perfectly Fine. So I think she's, you know, she's she wrote um, Darling, I'm a Nightmare Dressed Like a Daydream long before she penciled it into uh, blank space. So Mm -hmm. we know that she does have these great one liners and these beautiful things that just end up. In a diary somewhere, which is just no. shocking to think Come of. On paper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I think that's just like, that is a beautiful testament to how you feel at that time too, where you're in a relationship where someone doesn't value you because they're used to being the one valued. Like it's not, yeah. it's not about like dating up or dating down, whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. more that there's these power imbalances that can happen where it's like, he doesn't, he doesn't care about you. He cares about how you care about him. Mm-hmm. How how you look on his arm? Yeah, and one of the reasons why they probably broke up was because it wasn't looking good for him. People are writing yeah. articles about her and how many guys she dated and the age difference, and it just wasn't yeah. a good look for him. So he yeah. took that jewel off because it wasn't shiny enough and it wasn't his reflection wasn't clear enough. Because uh. I'm sure he went into this thinking I'm oh, I'm a bigger deal than Taylor Swift, like, <laughs> and then like you know attention got shifted to her and it just wasn't he don't like it and, and he was this- a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Direct. Yes. Full stop. <laughs> no questions asked. Um, but this idea of never needy, that really spoke to me because that's like an insecurity. You know, when I'm young, when I was young and in, in like dating or flirting or whatever it is, it's like, oh, am I coming on too strong? Like, oh, yeah. yep. I'm it's all my fault that this isn't going well. Like Texting we constantly. Too much, calling too much, yes. Yeah. We're constantly like self analyzing. And I do not think men are doing the same. Like, mm that's a blanket statement. I'm sure there there general. are some men. <laughs> I I have encountered some men, but generally yes. it's all my friends and I back yeah. in that age were like, okay, read this text. Oh, and what do you? I think it's yeah. interesting to have to watch the music, the short film mm-hmm. with girls, and then to watch it with boys yeah. because when they see the like the fight where she's like mad that he dropped his hand, 
a lot of the guys I've watched it with are like, well, it's not that big a deal. And I'm like, it's not about the hand. It's about the whole <laughs> night. And the hand was like yeah. the, the the pinnacle mo- yes. moment of that night. You know, he wasn't including her. He wasn't doing this. And so then she tried to just reassure herself by holding his hand. Yeah. And he just kind of like flippantly like discarded it. It wasn't about yeah. that. And I, I do like that though, that, you know, like you said, you watch with guys and they're like, what the heck? Like they're just – seeing what she's saying like why is she mad about that it's like it's not about just that (laughs) yes I thought that was like such a good part because she could have been like here's an over-the-top argument where he clearly just like he clearly you know did some really outlandish douchebaggy thing that everyone Mm -hmm. in the universe could agree but instead it was this really nuanced conversation I mean not nuanced to any woman who's watched it really who knows exactly how that feels but (laughs) It's like it was a moment where it's not a big thing, but it feels big because of what it represents, where he didn't want her there, need her there. Mm -hmm. And she felt smaller and smaller and more and more insecure and ultimately needed him to reassure her because otherwise the only other option is to feel like, oh, I'm with a bad person. And Mm -hmm. so constantly as a woman in a relationship like that, you're like constantly like trying to, oh, no, 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 I have to explain this away because otherwise it it just ruins my entire like thesis of staying with this person because why would I stay with someone who makes me feel this way? It mm-hmm. must be my fault because I yeah. want to keep loving this person and believe that they love me back. And I think that is like this like never needy idea is like I shouldn't have to apologize for needing something from my partner, you know, mm-hmm, like that's mm-hmm. why wouldn't I need something? I'm a human going through life. Like, yes, I need reassurance. I need love. I need you know, my love language is answered, whatever it is. And that's not like, that doesn't make me a problem. Like if you Mm -hmm. can't, if you can't answer that need, then that makes you the problem, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Which in the end, maybe like if he had another excuse of why they're breaking up, like we just don't, we're not good together. Not the age thing. Like, you know, like there's so many other reasons why. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If you're not feeling each other's needs, obviously. And he if you if you don't think you're good together, then at least tell her before her birthday party. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah. Or show up to her birthday party yeah. and then break up afterwards. Like <laughs> anything yeah. works better than ghosting her on yes. her birthday party. Exactly. Um but then we go into the chorus again. Um, time won't fly. It's like I'm paralyzed by it. I'd like to be my old self again, but I'm still trying to find it. After plaid shirt days and nights when you made me your own, now you mail back my things and I walk home alone. But you keep my old scarf from that very first week because it reminds you of innocence and it smells like me. You can't get rid of it because you remember it all too well. Because there we are again when I loved you so right back before you lost the one real thing you have ever known. It was rare. I was there. I remember it all too well. When in my hair, you were there. You remember it all. Down the stairs, you were there. You remember it all. It was rare. I was there. I remember it all too well. Um, and I like that sort of re-emphasis that he's a he's an active player in the story. It's mm-hmm. not just her having to remember. It's like, you were there. Yeah. You know this happened. Let's <laughs> um, <was> not pretend. <laughs> um, and then she gets to a fourth verse. And I was never good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes, I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age. From when your Brooklyn broke my skin and bones, I'm a soldier who's returning half her weight. And did the twin flame bruise paint you blue? Just between us, did the love affair maim you too? Because in the city's barren cold, I still remember the first fall of snow and how it glistened as it fell. I remember it all too well. It's pretty sad. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty sad. <laughs> 
And I think this is one of the places where you and I were both like, is this an original line? At least I was. I'm not sure if you felt like, is this an original line? And the punchline goes, I'll get older, but your lovers stay the same. It's a great line. Or stay stay (laughs) my age. And it it reminds me of what I said in the last episode, but of the uh, Matthew McConaughey being like a perv. And I I forget what movie it was. Um, Oh, anyways, he says, um, best thing about high school girls is I get older and they stay the same age. Like that kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Um, But I went through the reason why this doesn't really match up into like if it was an original lyric, because after they broke up, he wasn't really dating anyone like outwardly. He might have heard rumors. And the person he dated right before her was Reese Witherspoon, who was like four to five years older than him. And they had yeah. dated like two years. And before that, Kirsten Dunst, they were like two years apart. Before that, Jenny Lewis, who was older than him. And then the next one was like 2013, Alyssa Miller, who was 24 and he was 33. And then right now he's dating Jeanne, which he started dating her when she was 22. She's 25 now. He was 38 and he's 41. So... <laughs> That's why I don't think it's necessarily, you know, a an original line because right. he hadn't really been dating people who were too much younger than him beforehand. Which, if she added this line, good for you, good for you, good for you. <laughs> but that's I did some math and I was like, oh, okay. And yeah, it wasn't was, an established yeah. pattern, so it could exactly. be that it was a educated guess where she's like, I know how this goes. You pretend yeah. that I'm too young for you, but bets are you're going to keep dating people my age. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I mean, that's a good bet, but yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have really thought of that because I was like, oh, Reese was older than you. You were the same age as Kirsten and Jane Lewis was older than you. So I definitely yeah. do think that's like an added line, um, which Jake is not very happy about. Has it, but who cares? So it's freaking funny. I love that line so much. Yeah, me I mean, too. it's just so it's such a sick burn, and I mm-hmm. love it. And I love that he has to deal with the fact that it's true, and that it just is iconically true. Because exactly, it's like, especially since his so reasoning young. for breaking up was that we're not close in age. Yeah, when and now she's you know she obviously moved on from him, and then she sees the, like the two people who he has like officially officially dated were like ten years, nine years. Yeah. Mm, 14 years younger than him it's like it's not that like you should have been more honest with me the age difference obviously wasn't a thing like and it's like I think there's clearly um you know she's constantly felt minimized by him throughout red Mm -hmm. and throughout some of the bonus tracks you can hear how she's like what's the song where she sings you is it this one where she sings you oh no I bet you think about me where she's like you laugh at my dreams in something else and I'm like yeah so clearly there's this pattern in their relationship where he didn't think she was funny and she really felt that like that's sad to have a boyfriend who doesn't even think you're funny who not only I mean it's only three months so it's not like a lifetime of established moments where she starts to piece together like oh he doesn't laugh at my jokes no it it makes it seem like he said something to her once where he's Mm -hmm. like that's not funny and it's like ouch dude like what are you saying you know i've seen you in interviews you're not that funny either jake Mm -hmm. um still beautiful though but (laughs) (laughs) i think like could this line have existed i could see it having been there Mm -hmm. because taylor's snarky taylor makes stretches of the imagination all the time but it is if it is like that is just the funniest like she's a prophet like that's just amazing seriously i just love it yeah (laughs) (laughs) But then it gets like really brutally sad where she's like, 
you you broke me i'm a soldier who's returning half her weight and it's like that is like a you know like trigger warning sort of line because Stop eating i past, know exactly yeah. what that feels like it's like you just lose so much of yourself literally physically mm-hmm. from like you know losing your will to eat whatever yeah. it is you're just depressed and in bed crying um you know waiting for the pain to stop and i think that's just like it's sad that yes she felt that the physicality of returning half her weight but the idea that i'm a soldier it's like she had to have survived something like you're breaking up isn't just like oh i was heartbroken oh i lost this thing no i came back from war like being with you was a literal battle and mm-hmm. that's just like that's such a sad idea for someone who's 20 years old 21 yeah. to feel that at that age and to feel so battered and bruised um from this man who she's now begging to know like did it hurt you did it hurt you at all like were you depressed? Please tell Were me. You blue? Yeah. yeah. Which this I don't think it sad. did. I think yeah. like he called her up because he missed her. He's like, oh, yeah, Taylor. Yeah. But I don't think it messed with him as emotionally as it did with yeah. with her. Yeah. Hmm. And this idea of did the love affair maim you too? It's like, it's not just, oh, did it hurt you? It's like, did it physically destroy you? Like, did it take a piece of yourself you away disabled? that you'll never get yeah. back? Yeah. 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 And that's like really sad. And this twin flame, you know, uh, state of grace, the twin fire signs, they're both Sagittarius. Like, I think it's interesting that she's so wrapped up in that. Like she, it's almost like she's like, we had so much, the way I feel like it matters to her is that there's like so much similarities there. There's so much that was, the stars were meant to align. Yep. yep. But instead it's like, wait, yeah. did we just have two totally different experiences? Like, am I crazy to feel this sad? Yeah. Did you feel any of that? Yeah, because at the beginning of the All Too Well short film, she's talking to him. And she's like, did I make you up? Yeah. Because everything just like, it was like, he's the perfect guy. Yeah. Like, I remember it all too well. Like, how, what's going on? Did it maim you? Like, how yeah. are you not affected? That's why it reminds me so much of um, 500 Days of Summer because he sees it through one lens and then you also, then you see how it really was like through her eyes too. And it's like, oh, okay. like, yeah, two totally different relationships were going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it could be like, that's why I'm like, I don't want to be like, oh, well, Jake Gyllenhaal has his side too. It's like, it doesn't matter in the context of the song because these are Taylor's feelings and exactly. these are valid feelings. But that's why I kind of don't feel like he's, an evil loser like Calvin Harris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do think he needs to start taking responsibility for how he treats people, especially if he's going around saying like, oh, girls read. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and I think, I bet you think about me, which she admits she wrote, I think like a year after this relationship mm-hmm. ended because she said it was during her Speak Now tour. And it's much more tongue-in-cheek, much more snarky, but it has a lot of these same... Um, characteristics that she's exploring where it's like he minimizes her he thinks he's so much better than her he has this elitist circle of friends and this idea of what matters and and she I think pairing these songs together is like a really interesting way to see her to see the psychology of that relationship because it's Mm -hmm. clear that there were there were differences in values, but the thing that hurt her was that he never valued her, like in spite of those differences. Like there was mm-hmm. never any room for her to accept, for him to accept who she was. Whereas she was willing to like, you know, she was like, she's not singing about a million dollar couches in this song. You know, she's nope. singing about like, I wanted this Cabin. to be a happy and, ending. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see like in the all too well short film, it's like very like quaint. They're in, ca- they're in a cabin mm-hmm. with, with, 
you know, the fire. Like it's nothing fancy. It's yeah. just like stripped to the bone and they're just enjoying doing crosswords puzzles, the simple life together. Yes, I know. So I think like the best part of this song, I mean, obviously it's just like gut-wrenching. It's really fun to listen all the way through. It goes really fast and it's like fun to imagine singing this with a crowd and all that. But what's so interesting to me is how it does kind of weave together the entirety of Red as a mm-hmm. as a solid piece of art. Like it's like mm-hmm. you get all the pieces here that make sense of why there's so many branches into the chaotic like madness that is red where you're like oh he ruined her 21st birthday here's 22 oh he he skipped her birthday here's the moment i knew oh it was like meant to be something better here's state of grace like there's so many through lines that like again yeah (laughs) i mean even even state of grace says like oh all we are is skin and bones just trained to get along is that state of grace man i'm bad and my brain is right i think it's in this album whether it's state of grace or like treacherous or something, but um, I think it's, it's cool to see how this song, like even though she had to scrap five minutes of it or whatever it is, it still ended up being there in the rest of the album. And it was just sleeping until we could get this song that knocked us over the head and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I get it now. Like Mm. I understand what she was doing with red. I understand what she was feeling with red. Okay. Yeah. And so I like that it's the slow, it's the slow burn out where she's like, just between us, did the love affair maim you all too well? Just between us, do you remember it all too well? Just between us, I remember it just between us all too well. And Mm -hmm. she's just like, it's this sacred prayer as she's like singing this outro that's just like, oh, like, can you, can you like reassure me? Like, I... I remember it. I know this. Like, please stop trying to pretend this wasn't real. Please stop trying to gaslight me. Please stop trying to, like, write this off as some short fling. Please don't make me feel crazy because, like, I remember this and you hurt me and you need to, like, take responsibility for this. But also, like, were you not hurt? Like, did none of this matter to you? Mm -hmm. That's sad. So do you think she'll ever play the five-minute version of All Too Well ever again? Um, depends on how much time she has on the set. <laughs> it depends. I Maybe mean, she, she made time for it on SNL. She did, which was that that's like the first, it wasn't like a first ever for any artist just to like do a 10 minute song, yeah. one song, because usually it's two songs. I mean, not counting Ashley Simpson, who like didn't do two songs because <laughs> second song she had to like, you know, pony out of there. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I would love to hear this to 10 minute version in person mm-hmm. it would it would be great i would oh, I, I would love it it yes. probably wouldn't be 10 minutes she might like you know I mean, cut the down last two the outro are just like yeah <laughs> well hopefully uh 2022 yeah. um we get if the we, uh, new year's eve merch so maybe is that an easter egg something's happening in oh. 2022 <laughs> well um to stop to and this with a little conspiracy yeah. theory, oh, Taylor Swift has always said that, well, hasn't always said that. She's once said that sometimes she plants some Easter eggs three years in advance. And in the okay. short film, at the very end, it says 13 years later or something, 13 years. I forget exactly how she stays in the, how it's written in the video. And you have Taylor Swift at a book signing for her All Too Well book. So some Swifties are, you know, maybe thinking conspiracy theory here that in three years we'll get a Taylor Swift book because <laughs> it's only been about 10 years since her and Jake Hall, or until Red has, <laughs> had released. So 
we'll see if we get anything in three years, like a book of, of Taylor Swift. I don't know what it would be, but I don't think conspiracy. so. <laughs> three I'm going to say on the record right now, I don't care if I'm wrong, but I don't think that's happening. <laughs> yeah. It was just 13. 13 is a number. No, I know. That's, I, oh, no, I'm yeah. saying the reason why it had 13 in there is because it's Taylor Swift. She wanted to put 13 in there because that's yeah. her number. Necessarily doesn't mean anything's coming. But um, this been- has been a great time talking through all too well i yes. i'm glad that we we stopped and we made a whole i don't know how long it'd been an hour and 13 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah it's kismet no but i'm glad we could do it too we'll have to like dig into the rest of this album going forward yes we'll do i think the next song um i bet you think about me so Good excited times. for that for the music <laughs> video and to get into that song um but you guys can always follow us on social media twitter the swiftish pod 13 instagram swiftish podcast email us your theories your conspiracy theories um your thoughts on the album at swiftish podcast at gmail.com but until next time i'm ashley and i'm shelby and taylor we remember all too well we were there yeah, I feel like we were there. <laughs> it maimed me. It really just, did. <laughs> just between us. Yeah. <laughs>